subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. This is like catching a big brown trout on the White River. I've always wanted this. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Touchdown, Arkansas! Two weeks from Razorback football. It's hard to believe, but we have literally arrived at the front door of another season of college football. You know, we actually have games a week from tomorrow. There are games a week from tomorrow. Not a lot of them. Navy plays Notre Dame, I think, and Vanderbilt takes on Hawaii. Not exactly marquee matchups, but regular season college football. And we've not had that in a while. And there are a slew of games on the Thursday prior to the Razorbacks opener, including Florida going to Utah. So there is a lot to pay attention to as we move through the coming days. But our focus here, of course, the Razorbacks, as they prepare to open in the rock, Two weeks from tomorrow against Western Carolina. Now, there's a scrimmage tomorrow. Second major scrimmage of the preseason camp. I've always believed it's the most important scrimmage of the preseason camp. The last seven or eight days have really been important for a lot of people. And I'm not talking about the ones that we already know are going to start. There are certain guys that are a given. And there are certain rotations that are already set. But there's some that aren't. And the past seven or eight days coming out of the scrimmage a week ago, the practices that they've had since then, I think have been some of the most important, if not the most important, for a lot of players on this team. Because when they scrimmage tomorrow, when they scrimmage tomorrow, how they line up is going to be based in part on what they saw last Saturday And what's happened since? And I really think that by the time they close it out tomorrow, watch the video, by the time they reconvene on Monday, they're going to have a very good idea about who they're going into battle with in that season opener. Doesn't mean rotations won't change, but it means they're going to have a pretty good idea. And I'm not just talking about offense and defense how everybody's going to line up on special teams, what they're going to do. By the time we get to Saturday, or two weeks from tomorrow, I should say, by the time we get there, there will have been mock games. They will have done everything from running through the aid and knowing where they're supposed to stand on the sidelines. I mean, once we get through tomorrow, it's about getting ready for that season opener. And that's why I say that we'll know Monday. I don't know that we'll see the depth chart, but they'll have one. And I think they'll have a very good idea about where they're headed. All right, I know there's been a lot of talk about the offense. That's what sells the tickets. That's what gets everybody excited about the season. And when you've got a veteran quarterback like K.J. Jefferson coming back, everybody's excited to see what happens. You couple that with a new offensive coordinator 
someone we're familiar with, and the anticipation grows even more. Now, anytime you've got a new coordinator, things change. Arkansas's offense is going to look a little bit different. In fact, at times it may look dramatically different from what we've seen under Kendall Bryles. Have they got it all in? Does everybody understand what's going on? Well, this is what Dan Enos had to say about that. We're now going into miscellaneous things, if you will, wrinkles from different things that we want to do. During camp, things always come up as well. Like you start doing something well and you go, ooh, we might be able to do this off of that. You know, have complimentary plays to your to your best plays. And so we're still doing that a little bit, but the majority of the install is all, is all through. We got the foundation in of what we're going to do from a run game protection and pass game standpoint. Feel really good about it. What we've been doing with the scripts is challenging them. We got it all in, but now we're changing it. We're doing it today out of this personnel grouping. We're going to do it today out of this formation. We're going to do it today out of this motion or whatever that is. And so we're trying to continue to, to apply pressure, but in a different way if you will now he's not saying that every position's decided he's not saying that he's saying that what they are going to do in terms of the installation all that's in place and my goodness you know they're at the two-week mark before the season opener tomorrow it should be in place and it is but what about kj you know everybody's got an opinion on kj jefferson you know as 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 we speak to people on the morning rush as we talk to other people on other shows during the week, and the subject of KJ comes up. Well, what would you like to see KJ do a little bit better? Intermediate passing always seems to come up. That always seems to be what people talk about. Now, now Danny was asked about this. He didn't seem all that concerned about the intermediate passing game. I'm getting ready to play a cut for you. He's going to talk about that. And he's also going to talk about work under center, which may be, just from a fans-in-the-stand standpoint, that may be the thing that we notice most in the first game. Here's the offensive coordinator. He's been really good on intermediate and short throws. I haven't noticed anything with that. I agree. I think his deep ball accuracy is very good and continues to be very good. I mean, he's made some throws in the last couple of days with great coverage by our secondary, and he's put the ball in, in a place where our receivers can make plays, and I've been very impressed with that. And I don't know about the NFL as far as that, because I think everybody has their own philosophies and how they want to do things, but I believe in training underneath center. I believe in the offseason that they should train under center a lot because I think when you're under center, it makes you more aware of your timing, your rhythm, and your balance on your drops. And I think a lot of these young players now don't play under center ever when they're young, and I, and I, I do. I think that that's a disservice for these quarterbacks coming up. Um, because I feel like that's when you really, really learn and build a foundation of balance, rhythm, and timing on, on passes. And then you should transition back into the shotgun because that's great as well. But I think it's much easier to transition back than it is to transition forward. And, and I think it helps helps them develop as a passer when they train under there. So we do a lot of training in the offseason under there for those reasons. And I train them in practice that way too. And we are under center some as well because there's some things that fit what we do under center better than they do in the gun. But we're obviously very multiple as far as we're going to be in the pistol we're going to be in the sidecar we're going to be under center and we're going to have the ability to do all those things kj under center is going to look different you know it's interesting to hear his philosophy on that about how being under center perhaps makes you more in command makes you more aware of all the things you have to do in terms 
of dropping back and all the things that go into making a play work. I just think that's interesting. You know, so many quarterbacks, and he talked about it there, so many quarterbacks, hey, they get to college and they've not taken snaps under center. I think it really limits you, particularly in short yardage. Um, I like the fact that K.J. is going to play under center. I think that's a good move. I've never liked the fact that a guy that's 6'3", 6'4", 240, 250 pounds on third and one starts with a football in his hand five yards away from the first down marker. I've never thought that made sense. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've never thought that made sense. And I'm glad that they're doing this. He's a big guy. He can push the pile by himself. He's got a great center in front of him in Bo Lemmer. You know, put him under center. Let him go to work. I think it's... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good plan. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. Hey, if you're buying or selling a home, a good plan is Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. That was my plan a couple of times, both as a buyer and a seller, and it couldn't have worked out better. Now, I, you know, every situation is different. What I can do is tell you about mine, and both times we got from contract to close in short order. Wasn't perfect. I remember the first time I bought a home. It certainly wasn't perfect. I'll never forget the day. If you've not bought one yet, first day you buy a home, first time you buy a home, you'll never forget that day the rest of your life. And you want someone on your side of the table that can walk you through all that. Now, there's going to come a point where you probably become an experienced buyer and seller. But you're not going to be more experienced than a Weikert agent. Nobody's better trained. So when you partner with them, you get somebody that understands every nuance of the market. Whether you're a buyer or a seller, that is going to serve you well. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They've got an office in Branson, Missouri now. And you can always log on to WikerGriffin.com. Well, Chuck, it's good to hear you, man. <laughs> good to talk to you, Joe. <laughs> it's always good to hear you, boys. Can't wait to. I'm um, hearing it on Saturday afternoon. Now I'm Won't ready for long. football. Won't be long. <laughs> Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code believe that's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. One more thing on Dan Enos and KJ Jefferson before we move on today and head into the weekend. You know, I've always been interested to watch quarterbacks' footwork. You know, sometimes that's the difference in a play working and not working. 
not just the difference in does the pass sail, is the pass accurate, does he step into it, but all the things that put you in a position, sometimes to make something out of nothing, which when you get down to KJ, maybe what he does best, I'm not sure. At any rate, it's a big deal to Dan Enos, too. Footwork is one of those things that sometimes you notice, sometimes you don't. You hear it talked about a lot, particularly after a bad throw. Here's what the OC says. This is what I believe in as a quarterback. You know, you never, it's like writing in cursive, man. You're always moving a little bit and your back foot helps you with your clock. You know, we build our back foot in with our clock on when to transition. When we hitch, we forward, we hitch, hitch, go, we hitch, hitch, go and throw and everything like that. So I think that your footwork is tied into your accuracy, which is tied into your balance, which is tied into your eyes. And, and it's so important at this position that your eyes and feet are, are doing the right things. And I'm really, really big on training the feet. And uh, we do a lot of different things with their feet because they have to play instinctively with their feet. They're not in the game thinking about what their feet should be doing. They're either doing it or they're not doing it. And if they're not doing it, that's my fault because I haven't put them in those positions enough to make it natural and make it habit forming. We spent a lot of time working on fundamentals and stuff. And I know this summer we gave those guys a a checklist of things to do during the summer on their own. and And I could tell as soon as we came back that they had done that. And KJ in particular, man, his pocket posture is very, very good. His eyes are good. And like I said, he's we blow it dead and we don't let him do some probably some of the best things that he's probably going to be able to do and that's create plays on his own um, and do some of those things so I think his ability to slightly move in the pocket and, and get him in the right areas is also going to help, help his ability to take off and go or take off and find somebody down the field as well and kind of have an off schedule play what he's talking about there is that balance that you have to strike with a player like KJ you know one of the things that we played and you heard Cochino say was that they've done a lot of things in practice that have kept KJ from doing a lot of the things that he does best, which is creating when things break down. That's the ability to run the football and break down the defense. You never want to inhibit that. You want a player to be what he is. And KJ's instinct are off the charts and he's progressed enough now as a game manager that he sees the whole field he understands the game he knows what's called for in every situation and now as a coordinator like Dan Enos I mean you've got to balance that with the entire offense what your vision is the things you want to do I do think, you know, and we nitpick and we analyze and, frankly, we overanalyze, but I think there's a real comfort level between the offensive coach and his quarterback and vice versa. I think there is a level there, a mutual respect, if you want to use that term, among football people. Football respect among football people. I think that's what they have. Now, again, what that's going to mean in terms of wins, we don't know. But I do expect Arkansas's offense to click. Enos has had success everywhere he's been. He knows how to work with quarterbacks. Every quarterback's different. But the combination of size and speed and athleticism and arm strength and all the things that K.J. possesses, he's very unique in that respect. And I think we're all anxious 
to see the finished product at the end of the year and to watch that process unfold as we move through the season. And again, it starts two weeks from tomorrow in Little Rock. Give me them hogs with mustard, Chuck. Hey, if you're excited about college football, and if you're one of those who likes to make a little wager on the game you're watching or maybe your favorite team, you really do need to download the Bet Saracen app. It's Arkansas's favorite sports betting app, and there's a reason for that. There are exotic bets, there are parlays, prop bets, all kinds of opportunities to place wagers on former Razorbacks who are playing in the National Football League. That stuff's right around the corner as well. Now, I know there are Vegas odds, but I know if you're going to play them legally, you got to be in Vegas. And I know there are lots of laws in our state that keep these national betting apps from operating within our state. So if you're going to be the best informed, the most prepared, and if you're ready to have the most fun, you really do need to download the Bet Saracen app. If you've not done so, do so today. They've got a how-to-play video. They will have you ready for college football at the Bet Saracen app. You know, if you're still struggling to believe that we're two weeks out from Razorback football, consider the fact the Razorback soccer team's already started their regular season. I don't know what it is with soccer, man, but, I mean, they always start before everybody else. I mean, school's not even started. The fall semester's not even started on the Razorback campus. We're still over a week away from that. And the soccer team's already played their first game. They blanked ASU 6-0. Last night, ASU made the ride over from Jonesboro, and Arkansas spanked them pretty good. Arkansas soccer team's solid. They're ranked eighth in the country. They'll play again next Thursday night at home against Oregon. All right, that's how we're going to wrap it up. Again, the Hogs scrimmage tomorrow. By the time we begin to talk about Razorback football next week, everyone will have their sights firmly set on the opener in Little Rock. Hogs against Western Carolina. Like the old days, opening at War Memorial Stadium. All right, hope you have a great weekend. We'll reconvene on Monday. Till then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.